What's up, guys? I'm Tiffany Para, and thank you for tuning in this Friday for another Real Talk episode. This is Real Talk number 17, featuring Edward Lee, a talented content creator, videographer, and photographer based out of Seattle, Washington. So I linked up with Edward after seeing his Instagram. If you guys haven't checked that out yet, definitely head over to at Edward Lee Films. He puts out really stunning content a lot of great uh, nature shots, as well as some awesome tips for creators. He also has a podcast called Mid Combo, where he sits down with other creators to kind of dissect their process and how they got started. So we definitely have some similarities in the type of content uh, we like to consume. And I can definitely tell that Edward is now, you know, really on a path towards personal development and making sure he has the right systems in place as he makes the transition from Uh, quitting his full-time job as a creative to now working full-time for himself as a freelancer. So in this episode, we kind of dive into uh, Edward's backstory, kind of how he got started in video and photo. Uh, We kind of dive into, you know, what the process looks like for actually quitting your job and how to make that, that risk and how to make sure it's an intelligent risk. Developing tunnel vision focus, which I think is really important whenever you're starting any serious project or business. And then we run through some audience Q&A. So I'm really excited for you guys to check out this Real Talk episode. Edward's a really awesome guy um, and his content is super good for any creators who are just getting started as well as creators who are already into their journey. Always love to support people who just put out genuine content and overall just keep it real. So I'm excited to see where 2019 takes Edward and make sure to check out his YouTube channel as well as his Instagram. They'll both be linked in the comments below. And if you want to check Check out the YouTube version of this interview. It'll be available um, in the show notes as well. So feel free to head over to my Instagram at Tiffany Para. If you guys want to check out more of these live streams, I do them every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And as always, every review of this show is greatly appreciated. It helps the show grow, helps other people know about the show. So I hope you enjoy this Real Talk number 17. And I'll see you on Monday for another work in progress interview. Peace. It's really not about, well, who are you and how old are you? It's really how much time have you spent on a given platform? My, I think my one piece of advice, especially for young people, is just like every day, try and figure out how the world works. Compared to changing the future of somebody and doing it for the greater good. That is, in my opinion, the best idea I've ever come up with. Yeah, so for anyone that's tuning in right now, uh, this is basically just going to be like a live, probably like 15, 20 minute conversation slash interview. Um, it'll be available as a podcast on my LinkedIn bio on Friday. So if you want to check that out, definitely feel free to. Um, but yeah, Edward, how are you doing tonight? What, what's up? How's it over in Seattle? uh going good going good we actually just got over like a crazy big storm like in the seattle area um we were snowed in it was like it snowed like a foot this past week so everyone was just out of work pretty much just like snow apocalypse for the past four days oh shit that polar vortex hit you that's crazy. Um, so yeah, I know I was really excited to get you on like the podcast because I really first off was really into your content, really like what you're doing. Um, and yeah, it's like super good. And then I watched your video on kind of like how you quit your job and was super inspired by that. So to kind of give anyone who's watching for my audience that doesn't know you, uh, could you give a quick rundown as to like who you are? 
Yeah, definitely. So uh, my name is Edward Lee. I'm a freelance uh, videographer and content creator. And I pretty much just make videos for like brands, businesses, individuals, um, and then also help with uh, social media marketing and just like digital marketing in general uh, when it comes to like any kind of startup or smaller companies that are trying to scale up, who are trying to, you know, catch this wave of content because it's like booming right now and no one really knows what to do. And so those are the kind of companies that I work with. That's sick. Yeah. And um, definitely want to dive into your story a little bit more. So I watched your video. So I kind of already know some like the answers to these questions. But like, how did you first get introduced into photo and video and kind of like what led you down the path that you're on now? Yeah, definitely. Um, so basically started photography back like in high school. And um, I started photography like anyone would just like senior portraits kind of messing around started with like my smartphone and then it went over into basically like a small <laughs> dslr you know like shout out to costco because they got those bundle deals got like that Canon shout out costco mm-hmm. um and after that i started kind of trickling into like oh snap like this could actually be something like content is for real and so that's when i started wanting to you know do video and because I, at the time instagram was pretty popular but everyone was doing photography like it was during the time when everyone was doing like nature landscape photography it was kind of like blowing up no one was really doing video yet you know like no one was posting videos if you posted a video it was like a selfie video no one was posting like fancy little edits and cuts Mm -hmm. on instagram and so during that time i hopped into uh videography i sucked at it it was like my first couple videos were totally terrible um and then after that i was going into i was working at retail at the time and so obviously it wasn't like what i was passionate about but i was going to school for digital marketing and entrepreneurship uh and then kind of in that transition where i was like i don't i hate this job alongside with uh being in retail and also kind of having a background in the content creation but not necessarily professionally i got picked up by a company called rhino camera gear and they make uh basically camera equipment uh, from there, kind of just took off, and then I was just doing digital marketing, social media management, uh, content creation, and kind of just networking and building uh, a content from the ground up for this company. And from there, it kind of just scaled, and that's what I've been doing for the past two years. And then probably about sometime last year, in like Novemberish, I quit my job to go full time freelance. I basically took all the knowledge that I acquired over like the past four or five years. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, let's just go full send and try to like go into my own business. That's sick. Yeah. So to kind of like dive into, I guess, that time at Rhino, were you like at the time, like your own content creator as well? Were you putting out your own stuff, like YouTube videos and stuff like that? Or were you just entirely like creating for the company? Um, I mean, that's the thing about working a full-time job is like I wanted to create content for myself and that was like that battle because I had a full-time job and then on top of that it wasn't like a job where I could just go to work and then like get be excited about content when I get off work because I'm creating content for this place too so it took a lot of creative energy um I mean obviously there's pros and cons to that so I would say the first year and a half I, I didn't get a chance to like really build any kind of content outside of it towards like the end of the second year that's when I kind of was like okay I want to do my own thing and I kind of just hustled for I mean I hate that word but I kind of hustled for probably six months and I was like I'm going to build this business even though I'm working a full-time job for the next six months and then that's kind of what I did. 
And oh, that's smart. By the time six months was over, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna quit my job. Okay, cool. And and then at that point, you were already freelancing. Did you already have like clients? Like, what did that? I guess like the moment that you quit your job, did you immediately like have a plan or did you have to like kind of scramble and like kind of get things together to get a plan together? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, because when I was quitting my job or about to, I pretty much always was fed the knowledge that, you know, um, pretty much that just quit your job and then everything will fall into place. Like, yeah, figure it out. that's what everyone like, says. Opportunities will come to your door, which is like not <laughs> true. Um, I, I'm like a firm believer in calculated risk. And so when I did quit my job, I definitely was not like on a whim. Like I had clients in line. I had gigs that were paying money. Um, obviously, it wasn't like a ton of money. But at the same time, it was enough to easily get by. Like I wasn't trying to like quit my job and then be broke. And so uh, to answer your question, yeah, I basically had the business running before I you know, put my two weeks in. Yeah, yeah. And then to touch on like developing tunnel vision, right? I know you mentioned that in the video um, where you kind of highlight like your backstory. So can you kind of go into that process of developing that level of like focus? Because I think for a lot of people nowadays, it's so hard because there is so much content out there that you kind of like are overwhelmed with the amount of options that you can go into. You can go into photo, you can go into video, you can go into animations, you can go into music, art, like in terms of what did that process look like for you in terms of actually developing the focus as like, this is what I want to do. And like, did you dedicate like hours outside of work to just like developing and honing on, on your skill? Um, it's a good question. Um, in terms of like actually honing in on like one area, I mean, I do do videography, but I would have to say most creatives would agree with me on this one is that when you do hop into a certain niche of creativity, which is whether that be videography, photography, painting, whatever it is, within there you're always trying new things right and so i guess i found like the general thing which was photography and videography but in terms of going tunnel vision on that one thing uh i would say a big contributing factor to that was the fact that i just enjoyed creating content i started there i didn't i feel like too many people try to like bottleneck themselves into like thinking like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna make money from this which is like not true because all entrepreneurs know that everything changes like everything from like a week to week basis month to month basis basis whatever you're doing what you know is not going to be what you're doing next month and so um for me going straight into videography knowing that i'm going to stick to that basically came from um being very like mentally healthy i think a lot of people they'll overwhelm themselves with the fact that like i don't know what to do there's like so many things to do um but just being mentally healthy and making sure your cognitive senses are like really on point is really important a lot of times we're bombarded with like hustle hustle mindset whatever hustle porn whatever you want to call it and not getting enough sleep sleepless nights like sleeping at 3 a.m working on your business but i truly believe the opposite like you got to sleep early eat right hit the gym like make sure you're like focus is 100 percent in your mental health and that will just kind of trickle out into your productivity and i guess that's how i kind of stay in like the tunnel vision mindset into videography necessarily because also i asked myself the question um i asked this question to everyone who has a passion it's like if you are doing what you're doing let's say you know you're doing you know entrepreneurship if you had a million dollars in your bank account tomorrow for some reason you woke up and there was a million dollars in there would you still be doing these ig live stream podcasts would you still be doing them 
Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then that means you're probably in the right path. But if your answer is no, then you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons and you're mm -hmm. going to burn out somewhere in between. And so that's what I truly believe in. So that's kind of the mindset I've taken. Because even if I had a million dollars or I just crazy blew up or for some reason there was one million people watching this live stream right now because there was just so much cloud going on, mm -hmm. I would still be making videos. Like I would still be doing what I love. And I think that's the most important part when like trying to like focus on one thing. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I think like nowadays there's just so many external factors. Like, like you said, like there's like the Instagram social media factor, but then like that doesn't always carry on into real life. Kind of like what you mentioned before where people are like, oh, just quit your job and then everything will happen. Well, like it's really easy when you're watching a YouTube video and like the person tells you to do that, but then to actually do that is like a whole nother story. So that's kind of what I appreciated in your content. It's like very real and like realistic about how to like approach the life you want to live. And so the next uh, topic on the agenda is should you quit your job to follow your passion? So what do you have to say to people on that topic? I know we kind of touched on it, but overall, like, do you think that it's not meant for everyone? And if so, like, what kind of person do you have to be to kind of take that big risk? Um, should you quit your job? I would say kind of like going back to what we were talking about just a little bit ago. I think the answer, the first answer to that question is no, you shouldn't quit your job to change your passion um, until your side hustle passes up your full-time hustle a lot of people think like i always thought this too was like oh well i can't work on my business because i work a full-time job which is a myth like if you really want it you could totally work a job and do put in the after hours but a lot of time people hide behind the fact that they work a job and they're like i can't build a business because mm -hmm. i work a full-time job i'm too busy but to be honest it's kind of just giving them the excuse to not put in the work mm -hmm. so i truly believe that if you do want to quit your job and let's say you like you hate it and this is not for the people who isn't it's not for is for if you love your job like mm -hmm. if you love your job working for someone by all means like stay there like mm -hmm. you don't have to be like us who are trying to like make something from nothing like if you already have mm -hmm. something that's working well like stay there and make money um but if it's something you really don't like those are the kind of people i'm like you don't deserve that like if you don't like being there you don't have to be there and to quit your job that transition only comes when your side passion i'm talking about like just straight up financially like when that is passing up your full-time income or even getting halfway to your full-time income i think that's when you should make the jump um because too many people will make the jump and they have no infrastructure set up and then they'll six months will go by they'll use their entire savings and they'll be like oh crap i have no money i'm gonna go back to a job it just wasn't for me. I'm not talented, which is like the biggest mistake that I see people make. And it's not that you're not talented, but you know, when you, when you're trying to pay the bills with something that's not set yet, that's stressful mm -hmm. and your business will suffer from that. So that's kind of the mindset that I take is like, if you're trying to quit your job, make sure that whatever you're trying to do is set up and then make the jump, not beforehand. Yeah, definitely. No, that's a good point. And again, like super realistic, I think like, yeah, first and foremost, you don't want to be dedicating like a lot of your time because like working is like a majority of your lifetime. Like if you think of where you spend most of your hours and if you're not enjoying that, like definitely reevaluate that. But I agree to like what you said, people underestimate how much free time they have after and before work. Like if you work from like nine to five, you can wake up at 6 a.m. and work for three hours and then go to and then after work you can work for at least another five hours. That's like eight hours of working outside of work that you can 
put towards a project or a passion. And I've definitely just like applied that into my own life and where I am now. And so it's kind of cool to see that I'm guessing you had to do some of that on the back end for those six months to build up that clientele to where you could uh, make that transition. And so to like kind of highlight um, maybe some of like the social media aspects of your job um, and the core skills you learned, you know, obviously we see your Instagram photos now. They're super good. You know, your videos are definitely on point. How long did it take to really progress to that skill level? And do you feel like you made that transition into, I don't know if you consider yourself like an expert or like kind of moving up to that next level? Like how much time did that take realistically? Dude, honestly, like I'm going to be straight up real with this like question right here. Too many people be frauding like they're experts at what they do. Like you see my stuff on like my photos and my videos and like, yeah, they're like, they might look really good to some people. But I'm telling you, I'm still frauding people out here all the time. Like, <laughs> trust me, stuff that you see like in the YouTube video or on Instagram, I literally like five minutes before exporting it, I'll look on YouTube, like how to do this. And I'll like watch someone else's video, learn how to do it and then throw it in there. Mm. So um, like I'm definitely not going to like sit here and tell people like, oh, like I, I made it like my videos are fire. Like your videos suck. Like mm. literally, like I used to be that person who would watch someone else's video and be like that. That is crazy. How did he do that? But YouTube, like literally, like there's YouTube is the best resource when you're trying to learn literally anything. There's mm. everything and anything on YouTube. It's actually pretty insane. But I would say to get to the point where I am has just been the, like the constant reminder to not um, basically like don't take it too seriously. Right. Just don't take it too seriously. Mm. If, if you take it too seriously and you treat your passion like a chore, that's when you kind of will lose your path. You have to make sure that you're doing it for fun and like why you're doing it, right? Like if you had no followers tomorrow, would you still be creating IG videos, right? Like do you enjoy it? Yeah. Because when you start to not enjoy it, you are not going to do it for the right reasons and your content will show. Like you've seen people post videos that are like, you know, only half effort was put in and you can tell mm -hmm. and usually they're like oh like I, I was gonna scrap this footage and I threw it up anyway but it's like dude just take your time like you don't have to post every single week like if you want to post two weeks and take your time that's totally fine but I feel like the society we live in is very judgmental and we're very like hard for someone to say that something's good right but uh, yeah, I don't. I'm sure if that answers your question, but no, yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's cool to hear from you, just because um, I think that like there's so many content creators nowadays, so it's interesting to hear how like each one has kind of gotten to the point where they are now. And so, you know, prior to you quitting your job, I'm guessing most of your day looked like, um, you know, going to work, and then maybe for those six months working on that like freelance clientele. What does your day to day like look like now in terms of like you know having to be accountable for your own hours and stuff? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, day to day now, I would say like as a freelancer running your own business, um, it definitely has its stresses. I think a lot of people think that running your business is like, oh, so cool, you get to work from home. But if there's anyone watching or listening, you work from home or you know somebody who works from home, there's a lot of like mental battles that you deal with. So mm -hmm. like my day to day is I wake up, I try to hit the gym in the morning and then <laughs> I will like literally I'll get ready for work even though I'm working from home mm. because 
that's the only way I can like get like hack my mind to let me know that I'm I have to work because literally my bed's like right here. And so yeah, it's dangerous. Out of bed and then hop on my computer and do work stuff. It, it like it just doesn't work because when you go into an office, um, like psychologically, if you work for a company, you're like in the mindset like, okay, I gotta work. I just clocked in. Like I gotta start doing work stuff. And mm-hmm. your boss is watching you, and you kind of have to like force yourself to work. But when you're not in that environment, it's really, really hard to like so, like motivate yourself. So I would say right now my day-to-day activities just really consist of um, hitting the gym in the morning is a big one. Like when I don't hit the gym, I'm not as productive for some reason. But yeah. whenever I hit the gym and I wake up early, my whole day kind of just like reflects that. And so it takes a lot of self-discipline. And uh, I would say I try to do the email admin stuff in the morning. So from like nine to 12, I'll make sure to like answer all the emails that I get. And then anything after that, I'll try not to email until like late, late at night, like at 11 p.m. or 10 p.m. Because uh, anyone who knows who handles like a lot of emails, you can get just caught in a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Emails. Like you reply to one person, then you're about to get off and then you get a response and then you just get back on. And yeah. so it can be it can get bad. So emails like definitely block my time. Uh, and then I try to edit or do some kind of creative work from, like, 12 to 5-ish. And then I try to unplug before it gets too late. I think the problem that I used to have before, I'm not sure if you deal with, like, burnout or anyone who's, like, listening, but burnout is super real. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I used to work really, really hard and, uh, like, edit until 2 a.m. in the morning, I would get a lot of stuff done, but the next day I'd be, like, a potato. I'd be, like, a vegetable. I I feel that, yeah. 2 a.m., right? Um, and so that's what I do is like, I try to unplug by the nighttime and then spend time with like family or my girlfriend or like, we'll do something and just like kind of, you know, take care of myself and my relationships around me because the business, when you wake up tomorrow, it'll still be there. But all the relationships around you is important, more important. Yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of cool that you kind of already have that narrowed down because I feel like for a lot of people that do start freelancing or doing their own thing, like they kind of have to get to a certain point to like almost undo some of that work to where like you just go super hard, right? But I think it's good that you're getting that structure down. And I like definitely feel you on like a lot of those things like waking up early and like working out have like definitely been some like been the start of some of my most productive days and in terms of like the office thing another like trick for people that are kind of like working um maybe at a company while working on their passion is like I stay at my office so I work at LinkedIn so I'm kind of lucky because they have like a nice office and they have like snacks and stuff but I'll stay there (laughs) I'll get off work and I'll literally drive to another building and I'll stay at that building until like 10 or 11 o'clock at night and then I'll go home because like me working at like one of the conference rooms is like a thousand times more productive and than me being at my like room right now like I try and yeah it's just like if you you have resources like everyone has resources that's working for a company like if they don't mind you using those resources like take full advantage of that because like basically from the hours of like six to eleven o'clock like that becomes a we work and no one's in there so like you can get so much stuff done um so for anyone that has questions like feel free to drop them um that'll probably be how we end up this live stream but i wanted to also ask edward like how has it been for you building up your audience as a content creator i'm sure that's something we all go through i feel like that's a lot of like a stage element um but do you have any tips and tricks for any content creators that are maybe just out there um and want to get more eyeballs on the things they're creating 
Uh, I would say just making sure you always put out quality content, being really like transparent in your posts, like don't follow the trends, like just try to know your audience. Like the reason why people subscribe to you or follow you is because they like you. And so if you try to be someone you're not, that's when you won't, that's when you'll like have your growth be stagnant. Mm -hmm. I would say if you're really trying to grow an audience, be like unapologetically like yourself. And that's how you're going to build a true audience. Um, Obviously, it's going to be tough to do that because we are surrounded by a bunch of people who are crushing it. And so Mm -hmm. it's really hard to like not be impacted by that. But another thing I would say is like, don't even worry about like 10K, 20K, 100K. Like I've met people, like so many people who have so much clout who aren't doing well like financially speaking. And then I've met people who have 500 followers on Instagram and they're literally crushing it. Like they're yeah. full businesses. And you probably have met a bunch of people like that as well. And literally it's so true. So if you are some of those people who are watching, it's like, and you have 500 Instagram followers or you have even a hundred Instagram followers, I'm gonna tell you something like next month or within the next six months, you could still quit your job and make a full-time business and do what you love. You don't need to hit 10K. Once you hit 10K, it doesn't mean anything. Like 10K, you got to swipe up. That's about it. But no one is coming to your door with like any kind of payment when you hit 10K. Um, And nowadays, like brands are getting so thirsty. Like even if you got a million followers, they're still only going to pay you not that much money for like a brand shout out like they used to in the past because it's getting so overly saturated. And the time and effort and stress that you're going to take to get to 1 million subscribers or followers, if that's your ultimate goal, you could have built something so much more worthwhile instead of trying to build that following so that's like my tip for anyone trying to grow their audience yeah that's huge that's honestly so big guys like i had that realization last week i was watching this guy named sam ovens and he was talking about like how to learn something and he's like sometimes the best people to learn something from aren't the people who have the most like aren't the most famous like aren't the most instagram like whatever this and that and basically the idea is like just because someone has instagram followers does not mean they're actually like legitimate like sometimes it does and sometimes that correlates but that doesn't mean every business influencer out here with like hundreds of thousands of followers is making a lot of money every week you know so that's definitely something to keep in mind just like because that is a big trending topic we see the ferraris we see all this stuff and it's like you just have to be smart enough to know that that's not real. Like a lot of times that stuff is rented or this and that. But I think we did have an audience like point. So I'm just going to bring that up real quick. Okay. I actually have a question for you after we answer some of these questions too. Yeah, sure. I'm going to plug in my charger. So someone asked, eh. someone asked, not really a question, but I think you should touch on some personal development resources you've used and applied to your business. Dope, Cameron. What's good, bro? Um, yeah, personal development resources. Uh, that's a great question. I think something that gets easily thrown around is like mentorship. Um, everyone always like, oh, I got successful because I got a mentor. Like, get a mentor. Um, but you might be wondering like how do you even go about getting a mentor and what does an actual mentor even really look like and a mentor is not what you see like in the movie some dude like in a suit that's super rich who drives the car that you want lives in the house you want I mean it could be but it's not really what it looks like I think in my opinion a mentor is someone that really pushes you that's very realistic about what they're doing and I think having like a mentor it could just be like your best friend could be a mentor, but you might not think about it like that because he's your best friend. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, he's just my homie, so he's there for me. 
But to be honest, like everyone has those select group of friends that are always pushing you, always telling you like get to new levels and they're always sharing their tips and their tricks. And those are kind of like the best mentors you can have in your life. Um, and you can always have levels of mentors, like your friend circle could be a level. And then obviously people who are, you know, starting companies is another level of mentorship. But I would say the biggest personal development that happened for me when, when I was at Rhino and I was basically getting full, you know, face-to-face interaction with Kyle, which is the person who runs Rhino. So um, not that everyone can have that resource readily, readily available, but try to find someone who started something and you'll be surprised at what you can learn from them. And I'm not talking about like professors or you know, not that they didn't learn anything, but try to talk to people who are where you want to be and they're going to have some crazy knowledge for you. So, um, books is always a good one, but I don't read that much. I need to read more, (laughs) but yeah, books is always good too. Do you have any book recommendations or not really? Well, right now I'm reading, this is the E-Myth. It's like, uh, why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it. And every entrepreneur that I've met that has started some kind of tech company that's making all like doing really, really well, like in the Seattle area, they all have recommended that book because it talks about like leadership and like the kind of mindset you need to be in in order to run a business. And this is small business, not talking like big corp businesses, just like if you're just starting out. So it's a really good book. That's sick. Yeah, I'll definitely link that in the show notes of the podcast version too so anyone can check it out, whoever's listening. Uh, We have another question. So let me just read it real quick. How were you able to get sponsored or how did you uh, place yourself out there? Um, Well, I'm not actually sponsored by any one brand or company. I basically, how my business model works is I have a said business or said brand who needs content and they subcontract me out to create content for them or manage social media or any kind of like anything they need they just i'm a subcontractor for them and that means that they don't pay me like benefits or a salary but they just kind of sorry i think kind of like lagged over here um uh and and in terms of how i was able to get brands though to work with me and businesses so this is kind of a life this is kind of like a hack that i'll share always have a pitch deck if you're a creator always have a pitch deck don't ever like candid reach out to a brand and be like hey uh here's my portfolio here's my instagram let's work together you'll like for me i've done that and i never got responses but um i actually created a video about it a while back but make sure you provide value have a pitch deck so that way the brand when they read your email even though it's like a generic pitch deck and you just threw their logo in there they'll be like oh wow this person really knows what they're doing and they really customize this plan for me or for my business uh and for my brand and those are the kind of clients that you're going to land because when you just kind of do like a generic email like oh yeah hit me up if you need any kind of video work Mm -hmm. there's so many people doing that in order to separate yourself you need to provide value and so how i do that is let's say i want to work with uh like a company like locally like a restaurant I'll basically put together a pitch deck for them that says like their restaurant. I'll literally go to Google. I'll type in like their name and then PNG, like logo. Yeah. I'll grab it, put it into like a pitch deck and I'll just literally just change the package prices and then everything else remains the same. And I just literally rotate that pitch deck to every single business. And so far this year, it's been pretty good. I would say it has like a 75% success rate to everyone that I've 
sent it to. So wow, that's, that's sick. Like a, a tip, I would say. That's super smart. No, I like that like business, even that little like business savviness just to like a lot of creatives can really help. And like, I definitely didn't hear about that. But now that you said that, I'm like, that's so smart. Cause then you can just like hand that around instead of just saying like, oh, look at my Instagram. So someone asked, yeah. what is your why? My why? It's a really good <laughs> question. I think everyone battles this. Um, it's funny. My friend Michael asked, he's like my best friend. He just asked me to freaking ask me. Uh-huh. I know he did it. Um, that's a really good question. I think my why, honestly, is um, just feeling fulfilled, honestly, and making sure that what I'm doing is in the right direction. And so I, I like, really um, have a strong faith, and I believe in God. And so I would say, like, my why, I wouldn't say that, like, I'm doing all these things for God, but I would say that, my why is um, anything that helps me support my surroundings to just become a better person, right? Like money is just an object. Like I'm not in this for all like the clout or the money. It's more so that if, the, if I feel fulfilled and the people around me feel fulfilled and I'm doing my job well, I like, you know, doing well in my faith and serving God, then that's like all that really matters to me. Yeah, it's like, I think that's super important, like goes back to kind of what you said before, like with that million dollar test, like, would you still be doing this after a million dollars? Like that comes down to knowing like why you're actually doing something in the first place. So if anyone's like thinking about starting a project, I think that's like number one. Um, Another question we had was, uh, what was the biggest challenge you faced uh, as an entrepreneur? I would say the biggest challenge is definitely quitting a job it's, it's like really underrated i mean it's not underrated because everyone talks about it but dude that stuff is scary like actually yeah. going from especially if you're like younger right like your whole life you've been fed to like go get a job the and system like comfortable and yeah like get benefit like get benefits get a salary and so when you're like no nah, like i'm gonna actually do this on my own that is like So, sorry, my phone's, like, falling over. It's okay. My phone um, was doing the same. Um, but I would that- say that was super scary. It's, like, just quitting your job. It's, like, a double-edged sword. Definitely. Interesting. No, that's cool. Um, so, I think someone else asked a question. Let me just pull it up real quick because it kind of fell back. Okay. Do you ever feel, like, uh, that your business consumes too much of your life? Mm, all the time. Definitely. I think that's like a blessing and a curse of being like an entrepreneur or entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it. Like if you are aspiring to build something, your mind is like running on it 24 seven. Like you're always thinking like, how do I, how do I grow this? How do I optimize this? Um, And so it does consume a lot of my life. um, But the key is I would say like making sure that you don't, let it take over your life right like inevitably if you're doing something you're trying to build something it is going to consume most of your life that's just a sad truth like a lot of people think like no like i'm just going to build a business for two hours a day and it's going to boom it's going to be like booming and like it might get to a point sometime down the road but for the most part you really have to just understand that there's more priorities in life other than your business right like what's the point if your business is booming if like your relationships around you suck. All your friends are like, you don't even hang out with us or, or like 
I, I totally believe in putting in the trench work. Like, I totally believe in, like, some days, like, some Saturdays, all your friends are going out to drink. You got to go back inside, do the work. I respect that. But don't be that one, like, a hermit friend that doesn't hang out with, like, anyone or their family and just, they're, like, die hard trying to build a business because, like, 10 years will go by and, yeah, you might be rich, but if you didn't, like, take the consideration of everyone around you, then it might be detrimental to your, like, ultimate success or your ultimate goal in life, right? Because I think something that we forget at our age, like, we're young, and so, like, we're like, oh, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. But people around us, like our parents, their timelines are way different than our timelines, right? So if we spend 20 years on the grind, what age will they be in 20 years, right? Will they even have enough energy to travel with us when we have mm-hmm. money for it or whatever you want to call it? And so I think just understanding what your priorities are is, is a big is a big one. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned you had a question for me. I'll let you ask the question and then I'll look for... I know there's a bunch of questions in there, so I'll ask a, a couple more, and then I'll let you go. I'll let you go because I don't want to take up too much of your time. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, actually, my question for you was: I know that you mentioned that you worked at LinkedIn, right? So the people who are watching, who are my followers, I kind of want to hear like, how did you get into LinkedIn? I mean, it's a pretty like well-known company, and also on top of that, I feel like there's a big opportunity in LinkedIn right now, like just as a platform in itself. No one's using it. But I think because you're a creator for LinkedIn, you kind of know more about it. But maybe you could share your back-end knowledge of, like, how LinkedIn works, like, what you should be doing on LinkedIn to grow your business. And um, if you are someone who wants to get into a company like LinkedIn, Snapchat, Instagram, like, you want to work for a company like that, how do you go about doing it? Yeah, definitely. No, I'm super down to share, like, my insights, too, uh, to your audience, because that's a great point. I kind of just assume people, like, who are watching this kind of know who I am. But, um, yeah, so to give a background, I graduated college, like, eight months ago, and then I immediately started working at LinkedIn pretty soon after. I got the job at LinkedIn through actually creating LinkedIn video content. So LinkedIn video was introduced as of, like, I'll say, we'll just say, like, January of 2018 that's like when it really rolled out to everybody and then at that time I had just gone back from studying abroad I was in my senior year and I was like dude like I need to get a job because my family's from New Jersey and I wanted to stay out in California which is where I went to school so I was like there's really no like like just hanging out because like I can't move back home with my parents like I really gotta do this so I started creating LinkedIn videos because I saw the opportunity and the reach was insane. I mean, my first video got like 8,000 views and 100 likes, which was absurd just because of like the way the algorithm was working at the time was just like so in favor of video. So I noticed that and when you do put a video on LinkedIn, you can see like who views your video based on like the companies. So I was seeing that like people from like big companies like Google, Facebook, like Snapchat, like you said, and LinkedIn, most importantly, were viewing my videos. And so I knew that if I just kept putting out content, I would eventually get reached out to or at least like seen by the right people. So just kept hustling on the content grind. Like that was my form of job searching. I didn't apply to jobs. I just did that. And then um, eventually like it paid off. I ended up interviewing with like LinkedIn, got the job there. Um, And now I've been working there for like, yeah, now it's been like eight months too. Um, It's a cool place to work. I think all these big tech companies, you know, people get like so... um, 
I think like sidetracks similar to like the Lamborghinis and stuff. Like you think like these people are so much like smart, like you have to be a genius to work at Google. Like I know people that work at Google and they're not, they're not geniuses. So it really comes down to making those connections. Like where can you, um, be genuine, like be a genuine person. Like, yes, I was putting out content, but I was also getting on the phone with probably like 15 to like at least 15, sometimes 20 people a day having like 20 to 30 minute conversations, trying to learn more about them with really no intent other than to build a relationship. And yes, they had, they knew I was a college senior looking for a job. So did that position me in a good place to where like, Hey, if they did hear about a job, they would think of me. Like, I hope so. Like that's all I can do. And to me, that's way more effective than putting your name on a piece of paper and letting someone else kind of take control of that. So yeah, if you guys are like looking for a job, I'd say like content creation is like, a really unique place um and if you can kind of leverage that to share your story it's going to be way more effective than just like putting in a resume and doing what everyone else is doing nowadays so i really like that how much would you say is like the split like in terms of um like so getting a job like would you say like who you know and then what you actually know like your skill set what's more important than what's like the split? Like, would you say who you know is more important or how, like what, you know? I mean, it depends, right? Like I can't go, like I couldn't get a job right now as a videographer, right? Cause that's like a technical skill. Like you, you have to show that you know how to do that work. If you're going to go into a company for like an entry level job, then yeah, it is kind of about who you, like who, you know, in terms of if that job is so entry level to like kind of where anyone can just kind of hop in and do it. And sometimes a lot of times when you're looking at business jobs, like entry level jobs within the business organization, they are kind of pretty entry level to where you learn a lot of what you're learning on the job. And so for that, yeah, I guess it would be who, you know, in the beginning, but again, like my, I just posted a video on this on LinkedIn. So even though like I put out, uh, Instagram content, I still put out LinkedIn content at least like once or twice a week, I put out a LinkedIn video and so my friend and I just made a video because we're both from the East Coast living in California. We like kind of gave out strategies on how people can develop relationships because like that was the thing when I was a when I was um, a uh, what's it called a junior even looking for an internship. There was like all these people that had like their parents and their aunts and their uncles helping them get internships. But then I was over here and I was like, damn, like I don't have any family to like help me get an internship. So if you don't have a network, like you have to build that on your own. And like that takes a lot of work. And I think people don't really highlight that in terms of what that actually entails. But like, yeah, if you don't have a network right now of like people that you feel like you can reach out to, like you got to start building that as early as possible. Sweet. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's good advice. Yeah, but uh, thank you for asking me questions and letting me kind of like talk to your audience. If you ever have any questions on like LinkedIn stuff, definitely always down to chat about that. Like you're killing it on Instagram. I love your content and on YouTube as well. And for anyone who wants to check that out, I'll definitely have it linked um, in the show notes of the podcast, which will drop on Friday. And yeah, if you guys want to check that out, just feel free to come to my page. This will be available for the next 24 hours on my page as well. And I'll upload the video to youtube too solid cool thank you so much edward thanks for asking answering everyone's questions i really appreciate it yeah you too thanks tiffany take care Thank you guys so much for making it to the end of this Real Talk interview. If you guys don't know, I do these every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 9.30 Eastern Time on my profile at Tiffany Para. 
And for those of you who don't know what exactly Real Talk is, it's essentially a series where I'm going Instagram live every week with the up and coming entrepreneurs, creatives, and creators that make Instagram the place it is today. So if you guys like listening to a wide range of interesting people from e-commerce entrepreneurs to fitness influencers to foodies, I'll be doing an Instagram live with them every week and then turning that Instagram live into a video form, which you guys can check out on YouTube, as well as an audio form, which clearly you're probably listening to this podcast right now. That being said, the only way you can know about the next Real Talk Live is to give me a follow on Instagram. And if you've made it this far into the podcast, I have to ask you to hit that subscribe button and follow along for more updates. Make sure to leave a review if you enjoy this podcast. It really helps. I've been working really hard on the show. We're now like 59 episodes deep and continuing every day to push for more. So hope you guys like this series and definitely let me know what you think. Hit my DMs.